Hello everybody, I'm Bobby Wisnand and I want to welcome you to my Words of Wisdom. Today, episode one, the keys to unrelenting allegiance. I'm talking about making ironclad commitment, yes. Look, we all know that we've fallen short of commitment throughout our lives, whether it be in our personal lives, our spirituality, maybe it was our career, our finances, and hey, Ooh, one of the most common commitments where we fall short are personal health, are both our mental and physical. Why? Why do we fall short of commitment so often? Well, I got an easy answer for you. It's a lack of motivation. More specifically, it's a lack of self-motivation. Look, we're going to fix this today. I'm going to give you the three most powerful things that you can do to make the strongest commitment you can possibly make. In addition, I'm going to tell you a story of an experience in my life that was my biggest motivator ever. You're going to love this story. And lastly, this is one of my books from my seven books of wisdom. This is book three. You can see it right there, The Keys to Unrelenting Allegiance. This whole book is on commitment. I'm going to give you a quote and a one-page lesson we're going to go through. You're going to love this. Let's start with the three most powerful things to make your commitments ironclad. Number one, when you commit to someone or something, commit to your effort not the outcome. Why? Because my friends, the outcome in a lot of situations, we can't control. Life will change our plans. Life is really good at changing the game on us. Well, guess what? We can be even better at changing the game on it if we control what we can control, our effort. Can't always control the outcome, but we can always, under any circumstances, control our effort. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you want to save $10,000 this year. Okay, that's a pretty good goal. First couple of months is awesome, man. You saved the money. You got your budget done. The third month, uh-oh. I had to spend $1,500 on this vehicle out here. I never saw that coming. Okay, and oh, what is this? Oh, wow, I got a toothache. Oh, man, I need a crown. That's another $1,500 to $2,000. Right there, and we got a, we, we have a $3,000 expense. And oh, by the way, in the fourth month, our income stream changed. Maybe we didn't make as many sales as we needed to. Maybe our hours changed. Maybe for some way we got sick. You see, this stuff happens. And when we commit to outcomes, we get deflated because we feel like, and we just give up because the commit, we might as well not even commit because things have changed. No. Keep the effort. Commit to your effort. Because when you commit to effort 100%, guess what? The outcome becomes irrelevant because your commitment became ironclad. That's the first change in your mindset. That's the mindset shift you have to have when you start thinking about making commitments. Effort, not outcome. You got me? Okay, number two. We have to believe that success and failure coexist. They do. They go together. Here's what I mean. Let's say you and I are going to climb. We get together. Let's go, we're going to climb this mountain, man. I heard it's a lot of fun. I heard it takes some time, but it's such a great place to go, go do this thing. So here we go. 
We meet Saturday morning. We meet at the bottom of this mountain. We're pretty excited. We do a little bit of research. You know, you got to, here's, this one's four miles and this one's three miles. We're going to do the four mile trip. We start going up this mountain and man, oh wow. I didn't know we had to cross water. Uh, I got tennis shoes on. Oh wow, man. I'm starting to get a little chilly. Ooh, it's getting a little cold up here. You know, I'm kind of hungry and thirsty. Did we bring food and water? Man, you know, I'm sorry. You know, we get about halfway up and we're both breathing, man. We're, we're laboring. We're out of shape. We're breathing. And we're like, whoa, this is a lot harder than we thought. And guess what? You and I decide to stop. We're going to go back down. Now, did we fail? Yes, we failed at reaching the top. But hold on. Did we succeed? Yes, we got halfway up. So here's the key. You got to use success and failure for what they both are. What can we do better? Well, you know what? Let's try it again, but let's, uh, let's do our research. Let's talk, let's talk to some people that have climbed this mountain and find out what to expect. Let's find out exactly how steep these places are going to be. Maybe choose a day where it's a little better weather. Yeah, man. Woo, we don't want to do it when it's cold. How about we might want to get in a little better shape? Yeah, and let's pack some a good food and some good water next time, enough water. You see what we did? Now, we could have just said, we didn't make it. That's it. And give up on the commitment and not commit to effort. We learned. We're going to pick a better day. We're going to get in better shape. We're going to get better clothing. We're going to learn the terrain. And guess what? We're going to go at it again. And we might get three quarters away. We might get all the way to the top. But the thing is, no matter what happens, we're going to use failure for what it's meant to be used for. Direction, learning, it's part of success. Success and failure coexist. Okay, that's the second thing. Number three, you got to feed momentum. Look, you got to feed momentum. What does that mean? To me, motivation and momentum are synonymous. They can both stop on a dime. Yes, they can turn on a dime. You can be going great, man, in a during a day and one negative thing happens that turns you completely around. Look, when you need motivation and inspiration the most, there's one thing you got to do. You want to keep it going? You want to feed momentum? You want to keep your commitment strong? Stop looking for motivation. Stop waiting on someone or something else to motivate you. You become the motivator. You set the example, be the leader, go out and become the motivation. There's not a more powerful thing you can do than to motivate someone else, especially when you're at your bottom. Look, how do you do that? Pick up the phone. If your lack of motivation, if you feel yourself waning down, look, pick up the phone and call somebody, call a friend, call a family member, and say, how are you? I want to know how you're doing. And here's the key. When they say, I'm doing great, but how are you? Don't fall into that trap. You tell them, hey, I'm great. I want to know about you. This is about you. Tell me how you're doing. What's new in your world? That is powerful. That's how you feed momentum. And the more you do that, the more motivated you'll become. The more self-motivated you'll become. You're feeding momentum, even at a time where it's very hard to do so, okay? Let me tell you a story that encompasses all three of these. I just started my personal training career 
I was getting used to the, the new business. It was going great, man. I was training people. And then a new challenge came right in front of me. Woo. Young man came up. He was injured in Desert Storm. He had lost use of his legs. Waist down, he had nothing. He spent most of his life in a wheelchair. That's how he got around. I decided I was going to train him. Problem was, I was starting to. I was training in a basement of an of a of a building, an office building, no elevator. So we committed. This guy was two hundred and sixty pounds. He'd bring his caregiver with him, and we would take him down two flights of stairs, one step at a time. I had the blisters to prove it. And as we were doing it, man, we're both looking at each other like, "Whoa, man, we may have." Committed to too much here, but we kept going. We got him down there. We started working him out in his wheelchair and more challenges would come up. What can we do to give him more of a, a better experience? So I started thinking, what can I do? We got him out of the wheelchair and laid him on a bench press and an upright shoulder press and put him on machines and I would take straps and tie him into the machine so he could do it like anybody else would do it. He loved it, right? So we accepted this challenge. We committed to it, but we still had trial and error. It didn't work the way ever. It didn't work well all the time. And then the big one. I wanted more. So I, hey, I want you to tie him to me. I sat in a chair. He put him, his caregiver put him in my lap. I was 160 pounds. He was 260. He put him in my lap. We tied each leg together. So right leg to right leg, left leg to left. Tied us around our waist and under my arms and around his chest. And I wrapped, wrapped around him as hard as I could. And I prayed that I was going to be able to stand up. I was scared. I was worried. Am I going to be able to stand up with this man in my lap? Well, I did it. I stood up. Now, it was a little wobbly when I stood up and the caregiver had to come over and grab a hold of us. And Gerald, he was laughing, crying, and smiling at the same time. And all he said was words. Four words. Give me the weights. Give me the weights. And he starts doing shoulder presses and curls. He's slinging weights. And man, I'm, I'm straddled. I'm hanging on. We're both hanging on to him. And it was the heart to, to this day. That was the hardest workout I've ever done. It melted me. I was so worn out after that. But here's the thing. The three things I've talked to you about in terms of three powerful things you can do with, with commitment. Number one, we committed to effort, not outcome. The outcome didn't happen at first. It took us a while to learn how to balance with me holding him. I finally figured out it'd be easier if I leaned up against a wall and held on to him. Yeah, we learned. Use different rope because certain ropes burned because we, he was moving, so we started using wider straps. We stayed committed because we committed to the effort. If we would have committed to the outcome, we'd have given up right off the bat. We learned that success and failure coexisted. We learned from doing it incorrectly, and we did it better the next time and the next time. The next one training session made us better for the next training session because we stayed committed to the right things. And we knew success and failure coexisted. And then the last one. We became the motivators, especially Gerald, the guy that had lost use of his legs. Now think about that. Here I am, a personal trainer made to motivate people, and it flipped. 
he became the leader. A guy that lost use of his legs became the example. He became the leader. He led us to motivation. The darndest thing I've ever been a part of. The most motivating thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Here's a man that had a lot of his quality of life taken from him, and he's motivating me? Yeah, he sure did. That's what I'm talking about. Feed the momentum, become the motivator. And Gerald did that. I want to read a lesson to you. This is I'm going to read this and then we'll we'll close this session. But here it is. This is book three, the keys to unrelenting allegiance. This is the less. This is the first lesson, and I'll show it to you. There's the quote, and you see it says the reality. I'm explaining to you what the quote is, and then the next page. Look how simple it is. There's the plan, and then the action. And you have these little things you write down here, and then there's a place for notes way over here. So here it is. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read you the quote, okay? And then I'm going to read the lesson to you. This is perfectly fitting for what we're talking about. Here's the quote, okay? The struggle, uncertainty, and sacrifice of commitment is the grandest prize. The achievement of a better you is the bonus. Now, here's what I mean. Here's the reality. So I'm going to explain the quote to you. It's often said, what doesn't kill us only makes us stronger. When it comes to commitment, no fitting words could be spoken. No more fitting words could be spoken. Committing to something is one thing, but staying engaged through the struggles and the trying times is where we gain immense strength and perseverance we can use for the rest of our lives. I'm going to read that again because I want it to sink into you. Committing to something is one thing, but staying engaged through the struggles and the trying times is where we gain immense strength and perseverance we can use for the rest of our lives. Once we have this badge of courage, under our belt, our commitments grow stronger and we continually achieve at becoming better at life and at helping others learn to do the same. Powerful. Remember, becoming the motivator. That was that third piece leading the way. The plan. Think about something you've wanted to achieve and while you're at it, think about these three things. The struggles, uncertainties, and sacrifices that will most certainly accompany you on your way to achievement. Once you've thought it through, put it into action. Now here's your action, and I want you to do this. This is your one action for the day. The thoughts are excellent. These thoughts are excellent to add to your journal. Or you can write it here. Here we go. Write one goal you want to achieve. And with it, write one struggle, one uncertainty, and one sacrifice you think you'll encounter along the way. See, it's right here. Let's see, right there. There it is, the goal and achievement, the struggle, the uncertainty, and the sacrifice. You write those there. Again, you write down your goal, and then you write down a struggle, an uncertainty, and a sacrifice that you think you'll encounter, okay? That's what I want you to do. For next time, we're going to talk about that goal that you wrote down. Yeah. 
And here's the thing, you're gonna love this. I'm gonna teach you how to set the right goals once and for all, because most people set the wrong goals. There are two very big mistakes people make when setting goals, and they make it the minute they set the goal. You're gonna be surprised. This is a much, this is an entirely different way of looking at goal setting. I'm gonna teach you to set the right goals. Look, if you wanna see my entire, I got an entire motivational course. It's called the Seven Pillars of Power. Okay, you can look at it, you can see it at sevenpillarsofpower.com. It's the number seven and then pillarsofpower.com. You can also take a look at my seven books of wisdom. And it's the same thing. It's seven, the number seven, just like this, sevenbooksofwisdom.com. Look, remember, if you want to make stronger commitments, you got to do three things. You've got to commit, start committing to your effort instead of the outcome. You've got to recognize and believe that success and failure coexist. Failure teaches you to succeed. Okay, use it for what it's meant. And then lastly, you have to feed momentum by becoming your own motivator. Motivate other people. Put yourself aside and go make someone else feel better. Even when you're at your bottom, 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 pick up the phone, walk up to somebody, give somebody a compliment, or just smile, smile at somebody. Go make someone else feel better. Become the motivator and watch what happens to you. You will be on your way, well on your way, to become emotionally free. And that's powerful. I'm Bobby Wisnan, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching.